Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's take a minute and turn around and introduce ourselves to the people who are near us. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church and we welcome the people who are in the overflow. We have an exper experiment this year in the lower level in our youth center. The people who didn't quite manage to find a seat are down there and they're watching live streaming and they're going to be singing along with us too. And if you're down there, when it's time for the children's message, you get to come up and see the children's message too. So don't worry, kids who are down there in the overflow. We'll see how this goes. We may do it again in the future. But we're glad that you're here too. And you can see inside of your bulletin that there is an insert that lists on it many of the things that go on here in the life of the church. None of them are closed groups. They're all open. And you're welcome to be a part of any of them. You can find out more about them on our website. There are two in particular that are coming up that are new this year. In March, we're going to begin a parenting class for parents of preschoolers on Monday evenings. And in January, we're going to begin a class called Alpha. That's about exploring Christian faith in a non-threatening environment and ability to ask questions and discuss. That's going to be Sunday evenings. You can see more information about that there. But for now, we are very glad that you're here with us this evening on the second of our four services. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious God, on this holy night, you gave us your Son, the Lord of the universe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, the Savior of all, lying in a manger. So tonight, draw us into the mystery of your love. Join our voices with the heavenly host, that we may sing your glory. Give us place among the shepherds that we may find the one for whom we have waited, Jesus Christ, your word made flesh. Amen. Please join me in our call to worship printed in your bulletin. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For, for a, a child, child is born, born for us, a son is given, given to us. us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
let us be seated. for donkey. Has anybody seen donkey? No. no. Are there any no. friends of mine that are here? Fifth grader below, even big kids. Can you come on up here and help me find him? All the little people. You guys are the best finders ever. Come on up here. Let's see if we can find donkey together. And all of you downstairs, come on upstairs and see if we can find donkey. Come on in and have a seat. You, I don't know. It looks close to me. I don't know. Yeah, come in, sit down. We'll talk about it. We'll see if we can come up with some ideas. You can scoot even a little closer. Let me move over. I think I need to make more room for everybody. Oh. Prayers for healing for you, buddy. Where do you think donkey? Well, hello, Lila. Hi, I'm so happy to see you all here. I've been looking all over for donkey. He was supposed to be here at noon. It's after four o'clock. You think he's in there? Well, how do we find out? It's all closed. What should we do? We should open the window. Let's see. Oh, it's moving. Come on in. Come on in and sit down. Oh, sit right here. Oh, wait. Are we in here? Wait. Oh, oh donkey, what in the world? Donkey, what have you done? Donkey. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you. You are so smart. Oh, it's smart. getting so hot in here. Yeah. We've got, we've got lots of friends coming in. Donkey, look at all these friends still walking in. Oh, I love all my wow. friends. Wow. Can we scoot forward so a little awesome. bit? Make room for more friends? So oh, awesome. Wow. Yes, I love this it. This is fantastic. Thank you for helping me find Donkey. But Donkey, yes, you were supposed to be here a long time ago. Oh. Where in the world have you been? I'm I've been worried about you. I, I, I'm so sorry that you were worrying. But you see, I was coming down the canyon, wandering down Laguna Canyon, and I, I did get a little sidetracked. And I just started wondering about a few things. Wait, you were wandering down the canyon. Donkey, that's not, that can be very dangerous. I hope oh, you were safe. I, I was, well, I knew, right? It's starting to get dark out there. So yeah, when I you're hurried up. Yeah, when you're wandering and if you start wondering, you can wander off the path while you're wondering. Oh, And then you yeah. left us all wondering where you were while you were wandering. Well, I know. You so what were you know? wondering? Yeah, I was wondering. So I was thinking about coming here to my favorite LPC on Christmas Eve and all the wonderful things that you all have taught me about the baby Jesus. So I was thinking, and I started wondering about how did Mary know her baby was the son of God? I don't know. I was well, wondering that. Oh, that's, that, is a, that is a great question. You know, you know, do you want to tell us? Jesus told Mary. Oh, baby, yeah. Jesus told his mama? Oh, close, close. Whoa. When he was 12 years old. But oh, before that, right, right, even right, before right. that, donkey, a, God sent an angel to Mary. And he said, Mary, do not be afraid. I have good news. The Lord has chosen you to have a very special baby, the son of God. And you will name him? Jesus. Whoa. That's how she knew. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, good. Well. I was also wondering, why in the world did Mary and Joseph travel so far to Bethlehem to have that baby? Why didn't they just stay put? Poor Mary. I bet Mary was wondering the same right? thing. I know. That was a long trip. What? I don't know. I was yeah. wondering why. They, they traveled a long way to Bethlehem. Why? Why did they travel? If they wouldn't have moved, um, there was this, they, they would have, there was this mean king who, who. He wanted who, to know where everybody was, right? He did not want, like, a newborn king to take over right. the land. But first, he, that king said, I need to know how many people are living here. 
And so all the men had to take their families back to Bethlehem. What's, her, what's this person's name? This is Donkey. Oh. oh, yeah, the king. He wanted everybody to be counted. So they had to travel all the way to Bethlehem to be counted. Do you think Mary enjoyed that ride on a donkey all that oh, way? No. Moms, no. anyone? No. All right, so that's no why they way. went to Bethlehem. They had to be counted. Right. Okay. All right. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm glad you told me that. Thank you. You're welcome. However, I am wondering about something else. Why did Mary and Joseph want to stay in a stable to have baby Jesus? That is not sanitary. And I know it's very stinky in there. Yeah. Yeah. So stinky. Well, that's, that's a little bit of a confession, donkey, that your stable is <laughs> stinky. Okay. All right. But they went to a stable because they went to Bethlehem. And what did they do? They knocked on a bunch of doors. And what was the answer? No. No. There was oh. no room at any of the inns. Oh. But one innkeeper said, I don't have a room for you, but I have a stable that has soft, warm hay. And you can go there for the night. I don't oh. think it was Mary's first choice either. But that oh. was a safe, dry place for them to, to sleep. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. That's so nice. Okay, good. Now, all after right. that, because I, I learned all this from you guys last time. After that, I know there were some fancy fellows that came to visit. And I wonder who and why those fancy fellows came to visit the bed of Jesus. Fancy fellas? Were there, yeah. three, were there three fancy fellas? Yeah. Don't three? Three of them. Okay. Those were the wise men. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they called them the wise men. And they were waiting for a sign that the new king had been born. And there was a star that shined so brightly in the sky that they had never seen before. And they knew. So they followed that star all the way to Bethlehem where they found Jesus. But what did they bring? They brought oh. presents. Like That's right. Present, they brought him presents. presents. Like this? Yeah, a big one. This oh. is a big present, donkey. I knew. Yeah. I yeah. Like it. So they brought him presents. They followed the star and they went to see Jesus. Whoa, I wonder if I'm going to get any big presents tonight. Oh, I don't know. Whoa. Have you That's been pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Oh, and I wonder if anyone has made me some homemade cookies. Anyone? Anyone? Cookies? I didn't get any. Oh, oh, we got some hands up over here. I think oh, we got some yeah. cookies coming your way, donkey. Oh, and I okay. wonder if yeah. my friend Alpaca is oh. going to steal my <gasps> blankie again tonight. Oh, I so hope mad not. mad at Alpaca. Oh, I hope, I hope not. Hopefully you can share your blankie and both stay warm tonight. Oh, good idea. It's going to be cold. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm really wondering? Oh, there's more. What else are you wondering? Oh, I wonder if the Cowboys are going to win that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I wonder that, too. It's on my Christmas list. Anybody else? Oh, okay. maybe. Uh, I think that's a, that's a big, big, big wish. Oh, well, oh, I know. There's more donkey? Wow. I wonder if peanut butter really does get gum out of your hair. <laughs> does you know? anybody know? Hey, Have donkey, you tried do, it? Uh, let's not try that. Donkey, don't go home okay. tonight and try that. Okay, oh, promise no me. Peanut no peanut butter No bubble gum kids. in bed. No peanut Yeah, no oh, peanut butter, no, no bubble, bubble gum. gum. No. Oh, yeah, no watching TV either tonight. That's not a good idea either. You've been doing a lot, a lot of wondering, Donkey. I have. Yeah, sometimes I we can have. wonder and wonder, and our thoughts just get bigger and bigger. But there's one thing. Oh, there's one thing we don't have to wonder about. Anybody want to take a Yeah. No. Take a guess. What's your guess? How Jesus was born. That's right. And that he is the greatest gift of all. Oh. That God loves us so much that he gave us his only son. Whoa. And that we spend this night together with our friends and our family, new friends all around us, oh. to celebrate this gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and whoever believes in them, him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Whoa. Amen. Nice Amen. job. Nice job. All right. Will you guys it. all raise your hands up like this? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time together with all of us in this one space in your house, Lord, to celebrate you and your love for us. Please help us to share your love with one another, not just today, but all year long. And help us to never wonder about your love, but just to continue to bask in it and enjoy it and share it with one another. And all of God's children said, Amen.
generous God, you give us the greatest gift of all, yourself. But often we find it hard to take notice. We're caught up with our own gifts, given and received. We confess that we have not loved you as we should. We have not loved our brothers and sisters as you intend. So forgive us and hear us as we bring to you the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the good news. From Jesus' fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Amen.
In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But an angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And from the book of James, chapter 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this evening, this time to gather as a community of faith to give you thanks and praise for the greatest gift of all, your Son. Be with us now, minister to us, and give us that peace that we long for. In Christ's name we pray, amen. This last September, my wife and I traveled up to Eugene with our son to help get him settled in his new apartment. He had transferred to the University of Oregon. Yes, he became a duck. Now, for this Trojan, it's going to take some time for me to adjust to this, but I'm, I'm working on it. But it was a surreal weekend for us, getting the keys to his place and driving around town to purchase all of those necessities, walking that beautiful campus, visiting the bookstore, warming up to that duck mascot that was there at the bookstore shaking hands, still working on it. But on our final day in Eugene... We took our son out for lunch. We said one last goodbye, and we gave him a hug as we dropped him off at his place. Jennifer and I got in the rental car to head back to the airport. But just as we were pulling away, as we were leaving, I looked up at his balcony, and there he was. He was waving goodbye. Maybe he was thinking, thank God, (laughs) they finally left. But then it hit me. He grew up. He's on his own. And he's not going to be at the house when we get back to Laguna Beach. And a certain delicate flower in the car got emotional. And my wife got a little emotional as well. (laughs) But over those weeks and those months, we called and texted. You know how it goes, parents, with this generation. We mostly texted, especially when he needed some money but especially also when his team was beating up on my football team that night. He kept texting me over and over again, asking me, Hey, Dad, what's the score? (laughs) He knew the score, but I missed him. And then it happened last week. 
the day he was flying home for Christmas. That morning, I knew that something was going on right here. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. I drove up to LAX. I always pray before I go up to LAX. (laughs) And I circled around to Terminal 7, and he wasn't there. I circled around a second time. He still wasn't there. Third time was the charm. There he was, standing and waiting for me. His hair had gotten a lot longer under that North Face cap, looking more like an Oregonian. He was fitting in. But when I saw him, there was something that happened in my heart and my soul. My son was home for Christmas. And I rejoiced in that car as he got into the car. He's like, oh, Dad, come on. But five minutes into our drive home, he looked over at his phone. He said, Dad, my econ professor just emailed me my final grade. Should I open it? And I said, it's not going to change if you don't. (laughs) So go for it. And there was like a drum roll, a long pause, and he said, I passed. And we both rejoiced in the car together. (laughs) I'm sure people driving by were thinking, what are they listening to? I want some of that. His college account was rejoicing as well. But it's how we were made to rejoice when something is good, real good. We admire a piece of art and we've seen our favorite picture countless times in a book or online. Then we finally get to the museum and there's that picture and we see it. We open our eyes to it and something happens within that we can't contain. And we admire a musician or a band and we've listened to their music thousands of times and we finally go to their concert. We hear the first key on the piano or the strum on the guitar, the first word from their voice and there's something that happens in us. We get up on our feet and there's something within us that can't be contained. Or maybe we've desired to travel to a certain destination. We've dreamed of it so long we have the scene on our screensaver. And we plan the trip, we finally arrive and we open our eyes and the scene is right before us and there's something within us that cannot be contained. We've longed for something. A message of hope, a sense of peace, a word of love from someone and it finally comes to fruition and something within us can't be contained because that something is good it's so good and we rejoice over it why because it's the way that we've been created not only to admire but more importantly to rejoice over that which is good especially when it's unexpected or it's out of the blue and yet all of those gifts all of that goodness we've received in our lives is just a taste of something so much more. All of the good we've ever experienced over a lifetime is but a shadow of that which is best, the perfect gift that our hearts, our minds, our souls have longed for. I think of those shepherds that night over 2,000 years ago. They were just minding their own business out in those fields near Bethlehem. They were going through their daily routine, and when it came to night, they had their night routine. They would have rounded up their flocks and most likely settled in with other shepherds to help keep a lookout for those things that might bring danger out there in the darkness at night. For them, it was just like any other night. But think of those angels Think of the angels that night living in anticipation for God knows how long waiting to announce this news. And not just any news, but good news. And not just any good news, but the perfect news of the perfect gift. And that time the angels had been waiting for had finally arrived. I picture God like a a conductor tapping his baton, giving those angels their cue. And what was contained in them can no longer be contained. It's time to announce. It's time to rejoice. They know that the heavens are about to open. And light will overcome darkness 
and hope will overcome despair and peace will overcome discord and good will overcome evil and life will overcome death. It will take one angel to announce this good news, but it's going to take a multitude of the heavenly hosts to sing together and to rejoice at this perfect gift that has been given. And this perfect gift is our Savior, Jesus. The one who has revealed to us that we have a God who is for us and not against us. We have a God who desires to restore us and to reconcile us. A God who tells us over and over again, I love you. A God who continues to do good after good after good. Why? To bring us, to draw us to the perfect gift himself. So who will the angels go to first with this good news? Will they go to a powerful leader, a ruler? Will they go to a religious leader? No. Will they first go to the city square? Will they first go to the temple of God? No. They will take it first to a group of unsuspecting, unprepared shepherds. Ordinary people, just like you and I. And they'll take it to the fields right outside of Bethlehem, the city of David, just as promised hundreds and hundreds of years before. And so all of a sudden we read there is a piercing light, piercing through the darkness. Heaven right there is intersecting with earth, and the one who was promised has arrived on earth. Hear those angels one more time. I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. How do the shepherds respond to that news? We're told they're terrified. They're living in fear. That's the same thing we would do if some angels came before us. But it didn't take long for that fear to turn into joy. And that joy turned into worship as they went to their newborn king. And we read that Mary and Joseph heard this good news. And what did they do? They rejoiced and were told that Mary treasured these words, this good news in her heart. And she rejoiced. Because that's what we do with good news. So much of the news we have been given these days is far from good, wouldn't you agree? But I have a close friend who counters this by often sending me news stories, stories that have one thing in common. They are stories of good. He's intent on reminding several of us pastors that God continues to be in the business of doing good even today. And he sent me a story last week with a video attachment of a baby girl that was born deaf, unable to hear any sound whatsoever, unable to hear the voice of her mom or her dad. She had been living in silence. But doctors had found a way for this girl to hear. They were able to surgically implant hearing aids in her. And so the video was of the parents turning on those hearing aids of this four-month-old girl, the response of that family could not be contained. The parents calling out her name for the first time, the glee in their voice, and the little baby girl, there was a smile on her face. She started crying out with joy. She heard the voice of her parents for the first time. You know what I did? I rejoiced. A story of good that God is still doing in our world today because he loves to shower us with his goodness to bring us to that perfect gift himself. And so may our hearts, our eyes, and our ears be open tonight, this Christmas Eve, to hear the voice of our good and beautiful God call out our name to tell us that he loves us and he cares about us as he has sent the perfect gift his Son, Jesus Christ. We celebrate that tonight. Every good 
and perfect gift comes from above. Merry Christmas to you and your families. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much for the goodness that you have brought to us, for the good news, this perfect news of the perfect gift, showing us that we have a God who loves us and cares about us, a God who enjoys to do us good. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. It's now time for our Christmas offering. All that you give here tonight goes through our, to our ministry budget blessing our church, our community, our world. We're almost there as a church. We had news, good news this week that a friend of our church has provided us with a $100,000 matching gift. So everything that happens tonight will be doubled, helping us to make it to our final goal this year as we continue to do God's ministry throughout Laguna and throughout the world. May the ushers come forward as we give of our gift tonight. Let's stand as we sing, What Child Is This?
O God, with the angels we do rejoice tonight, and with them we long for peace on earth, a peace that is broader and deeper than the end of war. O Son of the Most High, Prince of Peace, have mercy on planet earth. Wherever there is war, wherever there is pain, wherever there is loneliness, wherever there is fear, wherever there is no hope, come with healing in your wings. Bring your peace on earth and your goodwill amongst us all. And use us and use these gifts for your purposes in this world. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. In a moment, we are going to sing Joy to the World. And then after that, we are going to take our candles and we're going to go out to the rose garden and light them from one another. During the singing of Joy to the World, if you have a child over in Bethlehem Village or in uh, nursery care, it's a good time to go fetch them and begin to make your way out to the corner so that you will meet us when we get finished singing. But first, we're going to sing Joy to the World. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, that you may overflow with hope by the power of his Spirit. Merry Christmas to all of you. God bless you. Amen.